Hey guys, welcome to the bonus episode for this week. And I wanted to present, probably you've heard it before, but it's always been something, you know, not as popular as other things, but I have found something very nostalgic that I've actually seen this in the news when I was um, younger that they found there was this killer going around basically and they did an interview with him about his neighbor and everything, how she was murdered. And basically they just caught him in this crazy lie and his face and his facial expression is just the funniest fucking thing you'll ever see. But let's explain what's going on. This has been something, this has been something very recent. This happened in 2011. So let's start with it. So Lauren Giddens was this enthusiastic, very smart, young um, woman who moved to Macon, 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 I was going to say Madcon, Macon, Georgia, from Maryland. She was accepted into law school, apparently at that time, and her life was cut short and couldn't really do much of those things because, well, she was murdered, so... Um, during this time, her sister, her sister, what was her name? Do, 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 do. I don't remember her name now. Totally forgot. Basically, um, last time she talked to her sister, she said, quote, the last time I specifically remember talking to Lauren was through text message on June 24th, which was a Friday. I was driving home from my honeymoon, Wheeler said. It took me a few days to realize that she hadn't responded. I mean, in my opinion, like, really, that's taking you that long, a few days, and your sister not answering you? I would bust that bitch's ass if she didn't answer me in the next three hours. I mean, I guess, I mean, no shade, but that's, that's not goals right there. That's, damn, bitch, a few days, you don't talk to her. I mean, whatever, whatever. Anyways, so. Other family members and friends have been noticing, you know, we haven't heard from Lauren and everything. So her sister, Lauren's sister, asked a friend of Lauren's to check her apartment using uh, a spare key that they had around there. Lauren obviously wasn't there, but they did find her ID, her keys, her purse, everything was inside. So they thought that was here because that's not something that Lauren would do. She would leave behind all her things like her laptop, her purse, her phone. So they filed a missing missing persons report, according to um, Lauren's sister. So several days passed, and a crime lab tech team entered her apartment, and they took photos and video for analysis of everything. During the visit of everything, the detectives noticed a really disgusting smell going around the apartment building. They said, quote, it smelled of death. So they said, quote, quote, while we were standing there, the wind started to turn. Immediately, I smelled an odor that I was very unfamiliar with. That one of the texts said that we all smell things in life that smell bad. Me, after Taco Bell. And that of a body or a decomposed body is one of the worst smells you'll, worst, worst things you'll smell. It has a very distinctive smell. I mean, I would fucking think so. Um, afterwards, the police... We're looking around for it, and it led to 
um, the detectives into a trash can that was outside of the apartment. And inside was the torso of a white female victim. There was, they couldn't find legs, head, or arms in either of the trash cans. So, obviously, someone, someone is doing something suspicious. So, throughout the body, though the body wasn't like, they didn't know immediately that it was Lauren Giddens, DNA results later confirm the remains were exactly a match. Um, eventually, Lauren's next-door neighbor, Stephen McDaniel, was interviewed during a walkthrough of his apartment with police. So I'm just going to have you listen to a little bit of what happened during that interview. You can look it up. It, it could be called Stephen McDaniel Interview on YouTube. It's everywhere, but I'm just going to have you to listen to like a few minutes of it so you can get the idea of how fucking stupid this is. Um, she just recently graduated from Mercer? Yeah, she and I, were we were both JD students. Um, we graduated back in May. What kind of person was she? I mean, how did you, what did you see? I mean, she's as nice as can be. I mean, very personable, very much a people person. Do you know anybody that, any enemies she might have had, somebody that might want to hurt her? No, I mean, we're, we all know where she is. I mean, the only thing we can think is that maybe she went out running and someone snatched her. Because I mean, we went at, we went over. One of her friends had a key. We went inside and tried to see if there was anything amiss. But I mean, she had a door jam that was sitting right by it. So there was no sign that anyone broke in. I mean, the door was locked when everyone got here. I mean, we we just don't know where she is. I mean, what about um in the like the parking lot area? I know they've been doing a lot of. I think that's where they have recovered the body or whatever they recovered from there. Um, had you heard? Any, had you seen anything there? Had you seen anything there? Right. I mean, we don't know if this is the same person. You know what I mean? Like they took out a body there earlier. We don't know if it's the same person or not. So that's how we're trying to ask people if they know who lived there. Are you okay, sir? I, I think I need to sit down. Okay. Realize that. I, I mean, I just don't understand. Why you would even interview, if you know damn well, you snuck, <coughs> sorry, you snuck into their apartment, killed her, fucking dismembered her, and <coughs> you're going to give the most casual interview, and this whole interview, I'm not going to show all of it because I'm not trying to make this this long, but if you watch it, you see in the beginning, he's like, oh, I don't know her that well, but says a pretty specific amount of things that she usually does. Like, oh, like I know she runs. Oh, like her family's this and that. Like I used to, I, I know them. Oh, she's from Maryland. Oh, like this and that. Like, wow. Like you just said you don't know her and you know all these things, you know, when she runs, you know, when she does this, that's kind of weird. How do you know her door was locked? Like you get me? Like those things are just weird. But the part that made me laugh the most was like, the the interviewer was yeah so we found a body in the parking lot but we're not sure if it's her and he's like body <laughs> that part just made me laugh hard and so apparently they were really suspicious that you know he had he had something to do with it so after that police called him in they talked for like two hours it's another like video 
that I'm not going to show because it's all it's about two hours long of, um, you know, interviewing him and trying to get um information from him. But he's just in. It is just like the creepiest interview because he just stands completely still. He doesn't move. He doesn't. He doesn't. It's like a robot. He just sits there. He just talks. He just says, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And you could just tell he's super nervous. He's freaking out. But then McDaniel, he eventually admitted to burglary and he was arrested as a result of that. And police discovered in his apartment a hacksaw with human blood on it in a supply room in the building that matched basically the same packaging that the hacksaw was found in. And police also found panties in packaging, already said that, for hacksaw use and dismemberment. Also, when they looked through his computer, they discovered several of several blogs describing torture and violence towards women. Police discovered a master key to the entire building and video footage of someone looking into Lauren's apartment through her window. There's also a video, I believe it's real, of it's actually him, you know, looking through the blinds like a skeevy little pervert he is. He's looking through the blinds and he's just watching if she's in there. I, I mean, you don't really see her, but you see him looking in the living room, looking what's going on here. He's walking around. It's honestly the weirdest thing. How the fuck do you get a master key? I'd be surprised. Like, I always lose my fucking key. Like, how do you have a key to the whole building? I want to know how the hell you do that. Um, McDaniel said four days before her body was discovered, he bought a mask and gloves and he entered with a master key. McDowell entered the room and he looked for her in her room and he watched her sleep. But Lauren was startled at the sound when he stepped on a creaky part of the floor. They both started an altercation and he jumped on her and he started choking her for a few minutes until she removed his mask and said, Stephen please stop and that's where he killed her and after that he placed her in the bathtub returned to his apartment stayed for the rest of the day and returned about midnight and dismembered her using a hacksaw disposed of her remains except the torso which has been put in a black bag inside the campus dumpster apparently he said he had no sexual intentions with the body he was obsessed with her he didn't want her to leave when she said she was moving out it drove him crazy he didn't want his precious Lauren to leave, and he would be the last one to see him, see her, alive. That up until the last couple of weeks of your case, I will strongly in your corner. But this computer evidence that came in, GBI, the fact that you uh, peeping in this kidney's apartment. Uh, that was that was very important, uh, but the basis of plea was was that kind of evidence that came in, 
plus the graphic, specific, detailed confession that you made to Frank Hogue and I, which we were shocked about in the jail, and which you went into terrific detail about how you killed Laurie Giddings, how you went about decapitating her, carving of her body, how you even sat down and cut off every finger and thumb and appendage on her hands and threw them all in the toilet and flushed it at one time uh, and then combined that with the searches on the internet, the fact that you had done searches about having sex with dead people, things of that nature, all of that combined to a heavy, heavy evidentiary problem in your case. On top of that, you possess the most horrific child pornographic photos I've ever seen. And I've been practicing law for 33 years. Not to ruin the mood or anything, I'm actually kind of mad about reading these details and how ridiculously sloppy everything is. I mean, you just choked her. She fucking saw you. You left the body in the bathtub. You went back to your apartment to do whatever the fuck you gotta do. What, Facebook? Watch Shane Dawson on YouTube and then come back and just cut the girl up? What What are you thinking? You're in law school. Like, what the fuck? My ass would have been, well, my ass would have been freaking out. And I would just cut her up into little pieces and probably burn her or just dug it in somewhere extremely far away or, I don't know, throw her parts into the sea. Like, nonchalantly cut her up and just threw it. Oh, you know what? This is a smart idea. Let me throw it in the garbage in the dump because that's the smartest thing to do. It's not like anyone's going to go in the fucking garbage and smell rotting flesh. No, this is smart. Let me just dump it in the trash can and let me just completely forget. And no one's going to find out. No one, because nobody uses those garbages. Like, you are so fucking dumb. And what's even more ridiculous is his hair. Like, look him up. His hair literally looks like Mufasa having an anxiety attack. Like, it just stresses me how stupid and, like, like clumsy and messy he is with everything. I'm not supporting that I would be better. I would probably be really stressed out. But you're just, he's just so messy. But going back to this, not trying to break the mood or anything. He said he denied raping Lauren. She was wearing, wearing the pink running shoes when she died. And I never removed them. They were found on her torso as I had left them. Before McDaniels changed his plea in in court, they told him he was guilty. He said he was not guilty. I mean, are you fucking kidding me? Are you, how, how much more dumb do you want to look? Like, you're so... Okay, whatever. Gore had heard how he had spied on Lauren for months, using a camera attached to a six-foot-long wooden stick, standing beneath her second-floor apartment and videoing her. Bro... Like, there's other ways of doing this. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm really salty. He had become obsessed with Lauren, his next-door neighbor, at 
Barrister's Hall apartments across the street from Mercer University Law School. They were classmates. They were like friends. They weren't close friends, but they were friends. The court heard he had become devastated because they were both graduating and he would never see her again. I mean, you could be pen pals. You could like add each other on Facebook, FaceTime each other. Like, you don't have to go this way. You could still be friends with each other. Like, yo, chill out. Like, when I found out my friend was moving away, like, yeah, it was sad. I'm not going to fucking dismember her and be like, no, you're staying with me now, blah, blah, blah. For you, no one can have you. If I can't have you, nobody will. No, like, there's other, (coughs) there's other ways to fucking do this. You could have just been Facebook buddies. Not, you know, dismember her, but that's your thing. In the days after the murder, McDaniel attended class and even joined a search party for Lauren with his friends on the night of June 29th. How much, like, I want to, I want to know what goes through his mind when he's searching for her. Like, what do you, like, he knows, like, you're not going to find her. She's in the fucking garbage. I wonder what he's thinking. Like, I wonder if he's like, haha, like, this is so dumb. Like, I'm fooling everybody. Or he's thinking like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Like, I really want to know what's going on because in the interviews, he just seems so, he just seems so difficult to get through and he's so weird and he's so like nervous at the same time. So I can't tell if I'm here, I would not be a part of this. Like, are you kidding me? He claimed, he claims he was in a dreamlike delusional state, convinced that Lauren was still alive. Apparently like, are you fucking, what do you smoke? I want to know. Um, apparently Lauren's family requested that McDaniel not face the death penalty because they did know him. I, I mean, I would have sent his ass straight to the lecture chair, fry him like a fucking potato, but whatever. Um, in court, McDaniel, t- uh, attempted, attempted to justify his murder. He described himself as divided in mind, unable to account for how he could have committed these horrible acts at the same time, be able to carry on daily routines girl. Anyways, he went on. It's difficult for me to explain why I killed Lauren and attempted to conceal my deed the way I did. I know that it was very wrong and I'm not delusional or without my moral decency. Really? One thing is murdering somebody because of that. Fine, you kill them, but you're dismembering it. That's pretty fucking personal. You know, if I did it just to kill them, I would have shoot them or I would have stabbed them, blah, blah, blah. But if I'm cutting them up one by one, watching their, you know, the limbs going, going from one section of the room to another, and I'm doing all this, taking all my time doing this, putting them into the bathtub, putting in the garbage, putting each thing separately, that's pretty fucking personal. Like, I don't know. McDaniel said something in my psychology, my neuropathic, neuropathy own particular pathology, perhaps must explain it. He says it with remorse, my asshole. There's no way I could ever deserve it, he said. If I could take back what I did, I would. Apparently, in afterwards, a few years after that, he tried to again plead not guilty or have a lower sentence. They completely deny him, and he's still in jail. Thank God there's been a memory. There's been a memorial for Lauren and her family, and yes, that is all I want to talk about. It's a very short story. And if you are interested in looking it up, it is called, her name is Lauren. Last name is Giddings. And his name is 
Um, oh, fuck, no, I forgot. His name is Stephen McDaniel. It is honestly the funniest, like, crime story I've read because of how ridiculously stupid he is. And, yeah, this has been something that not a lot of people have heard of. And I really wanted to open up because actual like live TV like exposed him. It was like the best thing ever. Like I watched the two hour interview and it was literally better than any reality show. Like it was better than the it was better than the Kardashians. It was better than anything. It's just like the weirdest fucking thing. And yeah, so um so I do have now a scheduled time of when I'm gonna do things. What's today? Wednesday. So I wanted to start doing it Monday, um, Monday, Wednesday, and Saturdays is when I will be trying to do uploads. If anything, I would obviously keep in contact with my listeners about if um, I want to make an episode a day earlier or it's going to be a little late, I'll let you know. And thank you for listening to my bonus episode. I really hope you guys enjoy it. If anything, message me for further info. I'll definitely send links, if anything. And stay spooky, guys.